Hello, welcome. It's the Shallot Records podcast, episode eight. I can't believe we've made it this far. It's uh, it's amazing. You see little podcasts pop up here and there, and a lot of them don't last past episode two or three, because shit's kind of hard, man. Y- you really got to uh, have uh, an infrastructure behind you uh, in everything that you're doing, and, and boy, do we have a fantastic infrastructure between CJ Gage and I. Um, so today we have on Jordan Gall. Jordan is one of two lead vocalists for the Omaha-based band, The Real Zebos. They are kings of social media, kings of class, and overall uh, reputable and very decent human beings. So we are so happy to have Jordan Gall on today to shoot the shit about all kinds of stuff, um, social media, songwriting, uh, album artwork, music videos, and beyond. So stay tuned, babies. Uh, first, I got to do some shout outs. First of all, check out our advertisement, like always, on the HNFM hours starting at 6.30 on KZUM here in Lincoln every Monday. Uh, we're so happy that we are able to be underwriters for KZUM and support and everything and anything that they are doing because they support us. So it's mutual and we love them. Also, uh, if you're at all interested in recording analog, digital, or otherwise, please stop by the Shallot Studio here in Lincoln at 624 South 32nd Street. Uh, We want to get you down here and make your vision the passion of Shallot Records. Um, Gage does all of the mixing. If we're doing it through a DAW, if we're doing it through analog, we get to sit huddled over a mixing board and... And, and watch the dials, watch the uh, watch the VU needles bounce as we figure out what works and what doesn't. So without further ado, here's Jordan Gall. He won Forged in Fire. Yeah. What's that? Hey, it's a show about forging. It's so yeah, cool. Like like a and E or something like that. Yeah, yeah History Channel. Damn. Yeah. He. Uh, it's like they have four competitors on, and. Uh, like he went up he was in like a younger division like it was a show with a bunch of younger kids who were sort of amateur blacksmiths how old is he he's uh he's 19 now he was oh, 18 wow. when he went when he went on the show and he beat out a 46 year old cocky motherfucker who, yeah you know it's just giving him flack the entire time he had to make a um, a little rock shooting crossbow at the end of it it was a lot of fun where's the crossbow now uh they kept it they didn't let That's him take it home. That's such a bummer. Yeah. I would want it. I'd be like, what? He no. can make it again. But I yeah, guess like, right. if he wanted money, like, I understand. But like, yeah. that's still like, that's so cool. God, I want to be on the show. Admiring that guitar and thinking about, I was at like a little art fair in my hometown in Iowa. And there was a man who had a one-stringed guitar. Mm. And the bass of the guitar was a cutting board a wooden cutting board <laughs> like shaped like a pig and <laughs> like a he pig. just had a slide and the one string guitar and i was probably the only person there who maybe knew how to play guitar at this little art fair yeah it wasn't like a huge crowd and he was like you want it <laughs> and i was like your pig cutting board guitar i mean kind <laughs> of I mean, did it shred though it was sick was I he using a slide he was using a slide okay good yeah just one string pig cutting board guitar and i Big. regret to this day not accepting it because he's like you he did. probably had several of them or maybe yeah. made them all the time oh it was like God, homemade yeah. he's an artisan yeah yeah that is so i'm sure cool. artesian Arte- artesian <laughs> I, don't I don't know, know what how the to... difference is one of them has to do with bread i think <laughs> There's a difference? Oh, my God. I'm learning so many new things. Uh, yeah, I didn't know that either. I oh think goodness. one's an adjective. One is yeah. the subject. The yeah. person. Artis- one who artis- <laughs> is an artesian. And an artesian artisan. Uh, an uh, artisan artesian. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. Hmm. Have, have you been to many open mics here in Lincoln? <laughs> in Lincoln? Yeah. None. 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 Have you been to many in Omaha? I've been to maybe four nights of open mics over a two-year span. Are there any good mm. ones? Define good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Did you do it as like a solo sort of deal, or did the whole band go? I never performed. Uh, I just huh. went. Maybe a friend was performing. That's uh, nice, though. Logan Swander, the drummer for The Real Zebos, he's uh, in another band. Logan. And they host 
an open mic at That's Emmett's cool. Tavern in Omaha. So sometimes, sometimes we would just go to hang out with him. That sounds like a good time. Tight. There needs to be more in Lincoln. Like I know the Crescent Moon has a good one. Does the yeah. has the Mez ever done like an open mic sort of deal? No. Oh, that'd be so fun. I remember when Dreamscape Rap Collective came and uh, they just had their DJ up there doing whatever, and there were yeah. dudes coming up with like little slips of paper with their rhymes on it and just rapping over whatever beat was going on. That's cool. That was really fucking cool. That's really right. We need more shit like I've that. I've seen yeah. some slam poetry. Yeah, which is I've fun. I've seen <laughs> some slam poetry. It's a good time. I think the Mez would be a very cool place, like a younger crowd to do an open mic. Yeah. If you go to a lot of them in Omaha, it seems to just be like the crowd is just the people that are performing that night and the people at the bar. Right. But if you could get like some younger people and their friends in, that, like, I think it would be like a lot more of a lively environment. Yeah. Generally at Crescent Moon, it's like you, there are always like three or four old ass dudes who, which this is what reminded me. You're <laughs> you're talking about the pig artesian. <laughs> it reminded me of of this of these guys because they always come in and they have their like handcrafted lutes and shit, and they get up there and they play the three the same three songs every single night, and it's like a guy's night out for them, you know. And it's super cute. I mean, and they're they're very talented, but I I really wish there were more like, you know. Actually, cool rappers like getting up and like yeah. throwing down some badass rhymes and bringing their own beats and shit. Yeah. Like that would be really fucking cool. That and slam poetry. Like I'd just like to see more of it around. But yeah, I can't find a good scene for like myself to get into it with. Like I tried. Yeah. Uh, I went to the comedy mic night like at Duffy's Tavern Do and a tight five. I really, really wanted to, and then somebody I was with like was like you'd be better at poetry and so I didn't and like I really <laughs> wish that I freaking would have because now it's not going on and Some like that was friend. the only I know that was like the only one that I could find that like everybody was really cool and everybody was really supportive and like it was Duffy's like it's a cool it's a cool vibe you know yeah. so I was really bummed I hope that Duffy's can come back with that and I can like girl I'm gonna I'm funny and go on stage and like try to be funny I guess yeah one thing that one thing that scares me about about doing open mic isn't isn't the getting on stage and it's not just using your voice to be funny it's my sense of humor because I tend to walk the line of what's offensive <laughs> yeah and I, you I do. have to though you have <laughs> to that's the whole comment that's the whole thing but in in a small place like that, it seems like people are going to be way more sensitive to, yeah. to sure. jokes about potentially racy topics. Oh no, yeah, know? Duffy's is where you want to go. <laughs> you, you think so? Oh, absolutely. Like they don't have a filter. Like the people that choose to go up there, like they don't have a filter. I was up there, or I was out there, like sitting at one of the ch uh, booths, just watching them do their like mic thing. Like I don't know, it's just really admirable. I'd go every once in a while because it was really cool. And there was this one that was there every single week. And he was, like, funny, you know? But yeah. he was, like, older and just had a different kind of thing going on with his humor. And people were still really nice and, like, A little bit more Marmaduke. Stuff. But, but, yeah, like, it was, like, something along the lines of, like, there was, like, um, an impromptu thing. And it was, like, they give you the, the like, base of the joke and then you finish it. And they're, like, uh, 16 sorority girls walk into a bar. And he was, like... And I creep every one of them out. And, every, and like, all the girls were like, ugh. <laughs> and all the guys <laughs> were <real>? like, ah! <laughs> Yeah. And I was like, he looked at me. And I was like, yeah. Every oh. week, dog. Gotta, gotta respect stand-up comedy. Oh, my God. You have it's to. Gotta you be, like, to. the hardest art form to, oh, yeah. to deal with. You know, when you're in a band, you got people around you making music. But comedy, you have to take people from zero to... Well, hopefully 10, but yeah. <laughs> all by yourself, just with your words. Yeah, and if it falls flat, you have to, like, recover from that. Like, and, There like, are so many fewer stand-up comics around oh, than yeah. there are musicians, so mm -hmm. you can get an entire crowd of musicians there, and you're not going to get an entire crowd of stand-up comics who are just there to support you because you're a stand-up comic, and we are, we are in the same boat doing the same thing, and no. I love you regardless. It's kind of more competitive, yeah, too. Yeah, no, it's way <laughs> like, more competitive. Definitely. Yeah. But... 
comedy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, we're really happy to have you, Jordan. Yes. Yeah. So pumped. Thank you for having me. It's it's fucking tight. I'm I'm trying to get m- more people down here in the basement. I noticed that you just swore. So if I swear, oh. it's yes. all good. Yes, please. Yes. By all means, swear away. Shit. Shit. <laughs> shit. <laughs> Golly. Okay, you didn't have to go that far. No. So I wanted to ask right off the bat. I saw that you and Connor started the band because you guys met on Craigslist and then started the band from there, starting in the dorms, correct? Yes. So all five members of the Real Zebos met on Craigslist. All five of you. That how does wow. that happen? Like did you guys all as I've been saying, luck and sheer will. Because, I mean, it's the power group. You all seem to, like, really love each other. Well, one of our criteria was, like, we wouldn't be in a band with someone we weren't friends with. So yeah. we had to, like, really get to know people first before um, even jamming with them. But Connor had posted a Craigslist ad, and I think the headline was something like, looking to start indie band takeover world like comma yes. comma, comma yes. takeover world my energy and when he listed all of the bands uh well actually the whole ad itself read so much like something that i wrote from like uh, all of his aspirations and the bands that he listed I, I i sent a picture of the ad to my dad and he said did you write that and I was like, no. And he's like, you need to message this kid. Yeah. So I messaged him, and it turns out Connor lived two dorms away from me at UNO, so probably like wow. a, a one-minute walk. And uh, That's so serendipity, we man. Met up, m- met up later that week, and it blossomed into friendship. That is so That's beautiful. Crazy. I just got, like, heart butterflies. Yeah, it's, it's cute. And to see how far you guys have come, like, right. I mean – no, seriously. He's humble. I mean, y- you have a right to be humble. I respect that. But from 43K streams in 2019 to nearly 400K just by July, 2020 isn't even done. And you have nearly, I mean, Jesus Christ. Dude. Where are you pulling all these numbers from? Your social media, dog. Oh. Yeah. Dude, your like, social is I wrote my, it's it my down. favorite your band social, media. social yes. of all time. Me too. Oh, thank you. I said Straight that. Up, like, it's fucking hilarious. We were talking about that before you came. It's like, I was like, dude, I've been doing my research and like, how do you guys do it? I know like everybody has an Instagram now, whatever, but like you guys take it to a whole nother level. I understand that one of your band members does graphic design maybe. That's Connor. So. Connor. And so I assume he makes some of those sick ass memes. It's it's <laughs> absolutely beautiful to have someone with his graphic design ability in the band. Absolutely. He does all of our album art. He designs all of our merch. Uh, he does the video editing on most of our, whether it be memes or music videos, it's honestly incredible what he does. So that's great to have. But for the social media aspect, uh, from the get-go, we were like, well, we could be in a band. We can make music, right? But it's 2020 people. Everybody's got ADHD. Right. So you have Apparently. to like, you have to like give people more. So we, you know, we just wanted to try to create content on all f- different fronts. You guys did it. It hasn't. I wouldn't say it's necessarily brought people to us except for very recently. But uh, I think it retains people that like us so maybe yeah. like oh i like a couple songs by them but then they see like oh they're kind of funny okay yeah. <laughs> so people who might have been skeptical like okay i'll listen to that new single after all no yeah but it's when did you change drawing. your name to the zebos or from the zebos to the real zebos so when connor and i started the band we uh called it the zebos really for no reason at all we thought it was a cool sounding name and uh we released a bunch of demos on Bandcamp, and then eventually on spotify and it went under the page of another band called the Zebos. Right. And it was a grandma and grandpa. <laughs> I've listened to it. It's hilarious. It's like grandma and grandpa, like Christian bluegrass rock. Yes. Yeah. And <laughs> with like 20 monthly listeners. It was absolutely devastating to us <laughs> oh to have no. our music go under their page because we, <laughs> all this time, we were like, you know what? They're old. Like, we could kind of outgrow them, you know, if there's two bands yeah. at the same time. You could just take the name you just over. usurp their entire profile. But they had this at the Zebos on uh, Instagram. And I think I even messaged them. I was like, can, I, can fucking refuse your name. 
give us a username, yeah. and they did not respond. Oh. So their grandkids probably, they probably don't know how to respond. <laughs> their grandkids <laughs> weren't around <laughs> to show them I out. did that with Distressed Damsels. There's like a thrift page on Facebook called Distressed Damsels, and it's what the, the only thing I can find, and it pisses me off. It pisses me off beyond belief, and I don't even know why. It's just like, damn, I thought I was so clever. <laughs> it's okay. Throwing band at the end of your Instagram handle is not a problem. Yeah, exactly. What is? But having dominance over the at the real Zebos handle on all social media accounts. Woo yes. baby. Ooh, baby. Yeah, it's man. good. Yeah. And that TikTok, you guys, that is so funny. Like which one? All <laughs> of them, but the walk in on your band naked challenge. Like that one definitely so, got me. I you know, it until very recently I didn't understand TikTok and I still don't really know how the algorithms work. It's bizarre to me, but uh, based on how long people watch your video and how many people watch your video, it'll start promoting it to other people with similar interests. And so I just started watching a bunch of TikToks and like, how can I make this a joke for the band? And I saw people doing walk in on your spouse naked challenge. So yeah. they'll, you know, they'll uh, be naked. They're, they'll drop their towel and then walk in on the person and they'll be either excited or they'll be like, you had all day. Why are you doing this now? Like, I'm in the middle <laughs> of a game. <laughs> I'm in the middle of my video game. But so we did that one, and I thought it was really funny. And I was like, oh, this is going to go viral for sure. And it got like 1,200 views and then nothing. And then yeah. th three days later, it went from 1,200 views to 44,000 views. Holy and shit. And we got like 800 new followers. Now, let me tell you this, though. They're all older gay men. Yeah, George. <laughs> Not kidding. It's just. I thought that was your demographic. <laughs> yeah, I thought that's what you were going now. for. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you know who you need. Look like, who older your target audience gay is. Men. Yes, they're here for the front man. Wow. <laughs> I, I can't wait to go to a real Zebo show now, man. <laughs> yeah. Gonna be the your grandpa's gonna amazing. be there. <laughs> oh my god, the suits. You guys are classy. You guys keep it classy. We, yeah, we're trying to do, you know, we're inspired by some bands that, you know, from album uh, era to era, they'll change their look. You know, we wanted to do that, but uh, until, you know, we can really do more formal release schedules than that, we were just like, okay, it's classic black suit and tie look, pretty timeless. Why not? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. You gonna do like a thin white duke or a Ziggy Stardust one of these days just to uh, you know appeal to the older some, gay some men? Some glam rock. <laughs> yeah. I what, what would be your next one? I guess is my is my question. If you had if our you next had a look, if your next look, what's your next persona? You had to pick one. Well, what we've been doing lately is like uh, with each album or no, sorry, with each single and uh, music video release, we'll just like pick one accessory that we can like tie to that video specifically so we have a song called just drive where uh, i stole the baseline from s the game sly 2 band of thieves sly cooper franchise oh wonderful and uh so for that video we wore black leather gloves and these like bandit masks over our eyes so, so that's cool. that's kind of the accessory to that video and we got a video coming up hush hush where There'll be some other accessory specific to that video that'll kind of like, all right, that goes here, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if we have a specific look that's uh, impending. TBD. TBD. Yeah. Well, I can't fucking wait, man. Yeah, I love it. No matter what, you guys always seem to pull it off as a collective. Like, y'all are great, but I wanted to switch gears or, I guess, bounce off of that and say that you guys have an impressive amount of, like, good music videos like do you guys just like release a song and then go okay it needs a video now or like how do you go about doing that because it seems like they're very popular too well usually it's like okay we really like this song more than others or we think you know it could be marketable in some way we need to do something for it and it's not release the song and then make the music video it's like three months of planning for the music video and then uh, executing and it's it's a whole bunch of work these last few that we've done we need to start making some smaller scale stuff because <laughs> connor 
who's editing all of our videos probably dying over there but <laughs> poor man <laughs> yeah no kidding i'm so excited to get around to doing a music video it's very daunting it seems scary i feel like the, is he the conceptual guy too mm, well i mean he does he, he he pitches in absolutely but no that's kind of more of group brainstorming yeah usually good i feel like that's the way it should you be. guys are both in bands you guys have like a shared google drive or something where you store all your documentation and stuff like that sort of we have one where it's just all of our lyrics in one google drive but we are not organized well we're right definitely now. not not as far down the line as you guys in terms of figuring things out and and you know bringing oh, yeah. it together as a holistic oh, yeah. no you're you're in farkles are farkles are yeah you're not in Distress Damsels. No, well, I could be in the future. Oh, I, I, <laughs> will they or won't they? I well, very much so. I recorded, I, I did all the <laughs> tracking for uh, okay. that one song that we did. Um, I love that song. Thank you, man. Thank you. I love that so much. Yeah, it's fun. We did it all on four-track tape decks. Whoa. Um, so, uh, well, you know, I'm, I'm all about experimenting with analog. Um, yeah. And I was like, if people are going to, if these guys are going to come in here and record it my way because that's i think what they wanted to do initially mm -hmm. we're gonna fucking do it just you know as weird and as shitty as possible yeah and gage is talented enough that he can piecemeal it together to the point where it sounds halfway decent um not gage, more than halfway decent gage does the mixing gage does the mixing okay. and then we send it away to get mastered but yeah gage is the mixing mixing master uh <laughs> not the masterer <laughs> not the master <laughs> master the <laughs> not <laughs> there yeah, yet no uh, but yeah, we've we've formulated a pretty good um, partnership in that regard. Yeah, it, it it runs deep too. Like I feel like everything has slowly started to seep together. Like Dee Dee, Shallot, uh, the podcast, just everything is like we all are like bouncing everything off of each other and like using shit that we learn here for here. Like I know that the recording of Turning Face definitely helped like make us know what we want to do next to yeah. like make the next song better um i'm really excited we have a single that we want to release before our upcoming ep and that we want to try to do like a live recording thing and like it's gonna be a good time sure. i think we can figure it out that's awesome yeah, you guys have like this uh entanglement this intertwine of two bands or at least two bands are there more involved kind of in this whole yeah. shallot records thing so well you know <laughs> the other two bands that are listed on our website are are pseudonyms for me uh, <laughs> 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 i haven't i haven't settled on a name yet for okay. you know what i'm gonna be currently if you, just, if you pick all the names then yeah you don't right. have to no exactly i'm gonna be like the ocs and just change my change my name every year you know <laughs> awesome. so nobody knows who the fuck i am <laughs> um but uh but yeah you know what i <laughs> i did one under disaster clams <laughs> And I did one under Legs de Mayo. Um, and I released some other stuff just on tapes, just giving it away and naming it whatever the fuck I want to name it. Um, and that's, you know, it's just fun. It's a, it's a hobby at this point, you know, because yeah. I'm trying to keep my, my doors open. Um, you know, I'm working all the time and I'm doing this shit and I have very little time and effort to spend on making my own music. Um, but when it happens, it's, it's going to be awesome. Mm -hmm. You know, so I'm excited. I can account for that. <laughs> Does any in anybody in the band have a solo project? No. Good. I, I kind of wish that I did, but... <laughs> Do you have any no. plans to? No, I don't. I just have, like, you know, hundreds of songs in the backlog that yeah, I, I wish that I could release, but I'll save them for the band, I guess. I don't know about that, though. I've You guys say a lot on your social media, blah, blah, blah. I keep talking about it. But you guys keep saying that you guys are sitting on a lot of good shit. Why not put it out there? I mean, like, yeah, band stuff. I totally understand that. But I would highly recommend. I'd love to see solo work. So I think you should. No, it, it would definitely be fun for me. It's just a little tough. You know, I don't want to expend effort or divert my efforts into more than one place you know i yeah. see some people that are in like four bands and i'm like wow that's incredible yeah. i could never do that because i just want to put my everything into this one thing and see if anything comes of it but a solo album would be beautiful but for now we'll just have like the best b-sides of all time Hell so yes. maybe like <laughs> 10 years down the road if we have some kind of following we could do a, a real zebos over the years compilation or whatever so cool yeah dude 
Have you looked at maps of where people most listen to your music? Yeah, I mean that's definitely so fun to to yeah. look at on Spotify. Yeah, uh, is it? It's I'm sure there's a huge uh, group of people who listen around Nebraska, but are there any hot spots anywhere else in the world? I think most of our like the highest number of listeners are from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Now that nice. could just be like the Spotify algorithms taking over and then like <laughs> promoting it to people in Chicago. Yeah. But, and you know, it's a huge population over there, but uh, we do have some international fans, which is super fun. We got like some of our most plays are from Netherlands and uh, there's some city in Russia that either really likes us or maybe there's one person there that really <laughs> likes us. That's all that I need though. That is so cool. We've officially had two, international merch orders one to canada one to united arab emirates yeah yeah they ordered like 120 dollars of stuff uae baby keeping it real yo (laughs) 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 sending out that package was probably the worst thing that i've ever had to do it was a nightmare for me they so in United Arab Emirates, they don't have street names. So what the fuck? here's here's like the address. It was like I'm not gonna give the actual address, but it was like Green Villa number seven next to the Kuzam Ladies Walking Park near <laughs> the Skinova Clinic. That's that was their address. <laughs> so there must just be one guy in UAE who's like I know where that is. <laughs> I'll <laughs> yeah. take care of that. <laughs> That's crazy. Imagine being a postman there. You just got to know everything like that. Yeah, it's kind of by the park. God, yeah. That's crazy. What in the fuck, That dude? is so cool, though. Yeah. Oh, my God. I had to spend like 160 out of pocket to mail that over there. Wait. Out of pocket? Yeah. We charged them, I think, 30 for international shipping because we didn't know on our website, like, how much should we be tacking on there for yeah. international shipping as opposed to domestic and not enough yeah you the did, did you even make a profit like oh no i lost a ton of no. money <laughs> that's so sad i don't know what the socioeconomic status is over there <laughs> but it's this isn't giving them a good rap no <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with it though yeah they, they yeah. are wearing the shirt they're we- and they're wearing the hat exactly listening to the cd Hell have you guys yeah. been on any tours like um, do you guys book your own tours and have you have you been around so I book all the shows no formal tours because we all have normie nine to five day jobs yeah but we'll do little weekend stints so we'll schedule two or three nights in Minneapolis eastern Iowa Iowa City Ames Des Moines Kansas City yeah. Lawrence that kind of stuff Right. I think the farthest we've gone would be Denver. We've gone to Denver a few times, mm-hmm. which is always fun, but definitely not worth it unless you <laughs> can get a lot of people there or you yeah. play with some bands that can get a lot of people there. But it's always a ton of fun to be around those guys. Do you have any fun stories from like a really weird, cool venue that you've gone gone to and gotten to play? Or are they we pretty much those. all bars? Weird venue story. Most of them are just bars. We played at one place in Lawrence called the Bottleneck, and they have probably like little framed pictures all over the venue of who's played there. Whoa. Every big name you could imagine has been there at some point. So maybe like as they were growing or whatever, but like you'll see like Foo Fighters, Panic, Cake, whatever. Like I I couldn't even name how many there were because it was. It was all of them. Yeah. But, no, that was a super cool venue. The other guys were happy about it because they gave free PBR to bands. Fuck yeah. Hell yes. (laughs) Free PBR That's all they need to be happy. Yeah. I don't know why that's been a pattern in my life, but, like, I go to concerts and, like, the opener, it's usually the opener. Like, one member of the opener will be like, hey, how old are you? Here's a PBR. Like, after (laughs) I say not old enough, like, that's my... uh, if somebody's going to ask me how old I am, my response is most likely going to be not old enough because like whatever yeah. you're asking my age for, I probably am not like vibing with why you're asking. Right. Right. Right away. So I'm just like not old enough. And they're like, 
thank you for being honest. And then they'll just like <laughs> walk away or they'll just be like, okay, here you go anyways. Or hey, we'll get your number anyways. Fucking wow. I love it. Yeah. Free PBR. <laughs> you guys tend to break the mold uh, in terms of the culture that surrounds particular bands. I mean, you're wearing an anti-smoking shirt right now, and I think that sort of sends sends a message. Whoa, 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 oh, whoa, I'm, whoa, whoa, I'm going to stop okay, you. Stop me. This shirt <laughs> is me. hilarious. No, it is hilarious. <laughs> it, it says, is awesome. It's it's a shirt that says it looks just as stupid when you do it, and it has a picture, bunch of pictures of animals smoking cigarettes. The frog yeah. is my favorite, and all of them look so goddamn cool. The frog looks so like a mafia. So if it's supposed boss. to be anti-smoking. They're do- it's counterproductive. Yeah. They're doing a bad they look job. cool as fuck. No, yeah. I've never smoked, but this makes me want to. Girl, yeah. Dude, you look, look as cool as a frog like, with a look cigarette. Look at that monkey, Fucking bro. badass, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Dude. But, well, okay. So you, Breaking uh, the mold. Breaking the mold. I, I, I'm go- uh, Not to bring up the, the smoking shirt. But it seems, you know, you said you all have nine to five day jobs. Right. Are you all college grads? I think three of us three of have us. graduated. Okay, well, that's that's more than than what's typical, you know. Most it seems like most indie musicians or just musicians, period, tend to uh, go strongly for that at a fairly early age and not do the college thing. Right. Um. So, I guess when did you decide that you wanted to really focus on this? And you're also doing your day job, of course, which is, uh, all of us are doing. Um. But how how do you balance the two? I guess is my main question. Right. So to your first part of your question, I didn't start learning guitar until after I graduated high school. So oh. I was like basically two, three years into college before I started writing any kind of songs. And yeah. that's when I also met Connor around that time. So it wasn't until maybe a year after that where it really started taking up a lot of time with writing, recording, making music videos, making whatever uh social media content booking shows yeah but yeah uh, it's it's definitely tough to balance uh work and music life and i think everybody can attest to that and uh we even have a song coming up that's basically about that it's like uh you know you get off a long day of work and you still have to force yourself to be productive and it's definitely yeah. mentally taxing to uh, deal with that right yeah man well i i know both of us deal with that all the fucking time yeah like, <laughs> it's a struggle dog it is it it's is a struggle, struggle but more power to us for being people that can help fucking do it we can do it well it shows passion it you know? does and look at how successful you guys are like chill I admire your <laughs> band. <laughs> Chill. You are too modest. I'm on modest, the Shallot Records podcast. Uh, Chill. That's fucking. That was a slam. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very, no. I very You're going much appreciate places. to be here. I'm glad. But seriously, like you guys are doing good. I um, like just the numbers, I guess. I guess the numbers speak more than, I mean, your word probably means more than the numbers, but your streams are impressive and it seems like you're only going up from here, so. You guys well, that's the hope. have cool shit. Like, you know, like, bands are cool, but, like, there's certain bands that are like, whoa, you guys have, like, the awe factor because you guys are just really cool, it seems like. I don't know. I like to hear that. I have a weird perspective, <laughs> but, and, like, that's are you kidding? You guys I've have, like, heard. number one fans. You have, s- there's somebody that has your album painted next to their bed. That's insane. That's <laughs> insane to me. I love that so much. It makes me so happy. You have number one fans. That like, fans that are probably, like, that same fan, <laughs> that same fan, Those actually, fans. they're from Omaha. That fan is from Omaha, and they came to our show at Slowdown, and they showed up to our show uh, from an older video of ours called Luck. We used to kind of do this thing where we were wearing like all black, and we did this on like pink duct tape type stuff, and it related to our album art. Well, this young fan, this young girl, she came to the show. She was wearing all black and had pink duct tape on her. And she had a little bracelet where she, like, had knitted the real Zeebos. And my heart melted. That's crazy. Shout out to them. I've I've always been amazed by your production to switch gears a little bit. I've always been amazed by it. Just just because it's it's so clean, but it rocks so hard, you know, Um, and and it and it matches with your album artwork too because it, it, the this the artwork that i've seen is almost minimalist you know 
um, and I I guess where where have you recorded and w- any places that you'd recommend? I ask this to a lot of guests, but sure, I'm sure. So for our album and for a couple of our singles, we did uh, most of the tracking at Make Believe Studios in Omaha, and the you know they have state of the art equipment there. Oh yeah. So that's I would definitely recommend uh, trying some daily sessions there. And uh, uh, some of our songs, though, lately, we've been trying to get more and more into being able to do stuff, our stuff ourselves. Yeah. So we do use a lot of digital instrumentation, as you can probably tell. But just uh, a little bit, though, it sounds sounds pretty organic. I mean, I say it's clean, but it does. It does sound organic. It sounds like you've just collected what needs to be there and placed it meticulously in the right spot. Well, thank you. Yeah. We're just giving this is this is the compliment podcast. Yeah, where we uh, just uh, give you what else? a lot of compliments. What else? Give me more. <laughs> I like your hair. I love really? it. Amazing. <laughs> I, I wish I wish I had hair that I could flaunt like you. Dude, I didn't know that you guys were hat people. I almost brought TRZ hats and beanies for free for oh you guys. My but, oh my god. But I was like, I don't know if they like hats. What if they hate hats? I would have given anything. I'm so sad. <laughs> I only wear hats for the podcast. I wear hats all the time because I don't believe you. I hate my hair. No, it's true. Why? No, you saw why? you saw when I came here. I put a hat on. Why? Why only for the podcast? I don't. It makes me feel more professional. It focuses my vision. Podcast. Onto. Do you think ball caps are professional? Yes. You go into a <laughs> a business office wearing a it's ball fucking cap. Fucking game time, baby. <laughs> Does this look professional? Or we're in a basement right now. <laughs> this is a professional podcast. <laughs> okay, can we just get a sound button? Where it just says this is a professional podcast. We have to I'm say that. I'm surprised you time. guys don't yeah. have a board. Oh, we where will. you could be like, show it right. Production break time. <laughs> I have to pee. <laughs> yeah, one of one of these days. One, one of, of these, these days. days, we'll get more and more professional. I'm gonna get a sample board. Just we actually keep uh, it. used to use. Uh, at like our earliest shows, we like loaded the dumbest and funniest sounds, <laughs> sound bites onto Connor's keyboard, and that would be Fuck that yeah. would be one of the intermissions to one of our songs. Would be like, "Do I make you horny, baby?" <laughs> <laughs> Just the, du- the dumbest shit, or like the first <laughs> syllable to All Star Psalm. Yeah, <laughs> right, dude. Have oh you seen God. Have you seen Thirst Things First? No, no. What's okay. That? That's a band I'm going to plug right now because they're absolutely stellar. They're from, I don't know, they're either from Omaha or Lincoln. Um, and they're a concept band that, I, from my understanding, their, their entire universe takes place in a post-apocalyptic wasteland. And they're trying to, con- they're, like, they're, they're like controlled by robots and they're convincing people to drink oil. <laughs> and they hate sand. Their thing is they love, peop- they love oil. They want people to drink oil. Pound sand. And so they messaged Farklezar, <laughs> and they were like, we like oil and hate sand, and you like sand. We are mortal enemies. <laughs> it's crazy. But I, I saw them at uh, Lincoln Exposed at Duffy's, and I, I, I did a write-up for the Daily Nebraskan Forum. And uh, they, they have tons of sound bites. Like, in between each song is a little skit, and they hold up signs that say, drink oil. And they, they have like, drink oil, drink oil. It's fucking crazy. That's man. awesome. No, that it's totally so tight, dude. No, I'm, I'm all about that kind of stuff. I'm all about it, too. And it was it was really well done. It was like a mix between like experimental math rock and metal and sure. like a bunch of crazy shit. Um, but yeah, I'm surprised. Have you have you heard of them? No, I'm absolutely Dude, sad. I'm surprised like, more people have it because They're fucking Thirst Things First, man. Yeah, it's they've flown under my radar for something from Lincoln. Like, uh, you know. Uh, Lincoln or Omaha, I can't remember where That's they're so from, cool. but it's fucking nuts, dude. Yeah. Um what what bands would you say you're associated with? Like mm. what are your what are, what is your and community you? of bands? Cuz there always is, yeah. you know. There's always little bands around that are sort of like, yeah, we're bros with so and so. Do you have a mortal enemy? <laughs> Mortal enemy. No, I, I wish. <laughs> no, uh, we're pretty. We've always been good friends with the boys and Garst. Yeah, those guys are super yeah. cool. No, they're tight. Uh, we played a lot of shows at the start with Midwest Depressed. I don't know how active they are anymore, but uh, we played a ton of shows with them. We're always big fans of their music. What a good name. But no, we don't really have a 
you know, you ever guys ever heard of the Elephant Six Collective? Yeah, yeah, with Neutral Milk Hotel. Neutral Milk Hotel of Montreal, Olivia Tremor. Of Montreal was in that? Yeah. Whoa, dude, I had no fucking clue. So I love essentially, Montreal. a lot of these Elephant Six bands, they all like got a house together in Athens, Georgia, and then just like lived together and like played on each other's songs. I yeah. want you have no idea how badly I want that, dude. Yes. Oh my god. Distressed Anzals loves having homies. You guys are so far. I, <laughs> I know. I just drive yeah. an hour to no. get here. That's the problem. Which, if if you if you could, I mean, well, okay. So I guess my my question is, um, how how connected do you think the Omaha scene is compared to the Lincoln scene? Because it seems to me like Lincoln is maybe a little bit segmented, but it seems a li- like everybody kind of knows everybody. Mm-hmm. Even the rap guys know the rock guys. Mm-hmm. You know, there isn't like a separate scene. We're all kind of holistic. Yeah. But in Omaha, it seems maybe even more segmented than Lincoln. Has that affected you in any way, or what are your opinions on that? So I definitely uh, have taken notice from a third-party perspective that – like all these bands on Lincoln, you guys are all friends and hang out and do these shows together. Yeah. And I'm so insanely jealous. No, oh, man. don't be jealous. We like want to branch out. I want to branch out. I want to be friends with Dan. Like, right. well, I know it's a drive, but like if we plan it. like No, ah. there's like a lot of cool bands in Omaha, but it's like we're not very close with them. Like we'll be friendly, you know, and mm-hmm. talk to some of them offline. But yeah. It's only in person when you get the chance to talk to them or like when they right. when the time comes across. Yeah, maybe Lincoln's just cool. I don't know. <laughs> it is. And it, maybe it has to do with like our music a little bit. Like a lot of these Lincoln uh, bands like that are all friends. They all kind of like make like garagey music. And yeah. that's cool. I love that stuff so much. But the real Zebo is we kind of like stick out. So maybe that's why like being like popular and stuff that we don't we don't get invited to these things have you have you met don't get invited (laughs) that's so sad man (laughs) have you met the zoe's no no (laughs) they uh, from my understanding similar name to zebos zebos zoe's both z's so you got that in common bring it up bring it up to them hey our bands both start with z's anyway alphabetical uh, brotherhood (laughs) yeah um but uh, from my understanding they, they also wear suits at their shows remember earlier when you asked me if we have like any band enemies yeah <laughs> uh, yeah all right okay the now Zoe's. the z's are gonna have a freaking battle to the death it's fucking on man they also have a similar arts art style so yeah you gotta fucking y- y- just <laughs> <laughs> you gotta ambush them how long have they been around <laughs> not i don't think very long okay um, cool yeah yeah <laughs> Kick, kick their ass. Kick we'll, we'll have them no. on. It's we'll have them on at some like point. Like tomorrow. <laughs> they'll be here tomorrow. So talking, I heard you. No. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Even worse, we'll just combine your two podcasts and be like, Real Zebos and the Zoe's are essentially the same band, so we put their <laughs> podcast together. Hey, the Zoe's, if you're hearing this, if you ever hear this, I will listen to your music on the drive back to Omaha tonight. Oh, that's Aww. so sweet. Support. We love to see it. <laughs> We Absolutely. Love to see Do you it. have any just personal favorites, favorites of bands that that you like to watch personally? Like to watch? Yeah, mm. yeah. So it's hard to deny how fun uh, the back-to-back lineup of Garst and Pagan athletes is because those guys are friends. <gasps> they all got like all of their buddies from high school there. Yeah. They all go hard. And when those guys get together, they get rowdy. And I think they sometimes will infiltrate. (laughs) They'll infiltrate other shows. I remember seeing that the Garst boys and all their friends, they went to a Caro Caro Benito show. Yeah, I was there, too. And they were moshing. And that's that's not a heavy band to mosh to. (laughs) No, not at all. So they could take over shows if they want to. Yeah, that man. so cool. One thing that I admire about pagan athletes, first of all, is the brotherly connection so that they cool. have Yeah, together. that's awesome. But second of all is the experimental aspect. Aspect. They they took what they, know, what they knew how to do, and they amplified it to the nth degree and, and made it so conceptually. Oh, my roommates are coming down. Hey, we're doing a podcast. Sorry. <laughs> this is okay. a professional. This is a I just saw him mouth. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. <that's, laughs> yep. they, do they hate you? No, they don't hate okay, me. Okay. No, no. 
I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm You're looking for a new roommate. <laughs> I, can, I can move Come in. On, this yeah. place is Lincoln, awesome. Lincoln, you, sleep, you sleep on the floor. <laughs> you got so much gear here. Yeah. You just wake up and start playing and guitar. Curl up inside of the kick drum. Yeah. Anyway, back to. <laughs> <laughs> we can cut this out. Yeah, we can cut this out. So, so pagan athletes, I've always cited as my favorite band to watch. Wow. Around Lincoln and Omaha. And it's just so strange, but it makes so much sense. Have you seen, uh, you know Mark Champion? Yeah. Okay, have you seen uh, the DN performance DN. of the Daily Nebraskan, like the University of Nebraska-Lincoln? No, I don't think so. So, yeah, the Daily Nebraskan is the campus newspaper, and Mark and I used to work in the culture department as editors. I wasn't involved in this because I think I was out of town or I was busy or something, but he invited pagan athletes down into the basement of the Daily Nebraskan, like the main air working space with all of our cubicles and everything, and... Uh, he had them set up like in the middle of everything, and uh, he filmed them, two cameras, and uh, we had Audrey Hertel, who now works at Rabble Mill and also works for KZUM, uh, doing one of the one of the f- cameras, and then uh, they recorded it all, and Levi Hagen mixed it. Wow. And it turned out crazy. Like, it's whack. And it's so DIY, too. One of the coolest things about that session is... Uh, <laughs> In the middle, the kick drum kept sliding because he was kicking it so hard. Yeah. But he maintained his composure so well. Um, he was like out here. His leg was like way far away from his body, and he was just still right on the beat, you know? Um, and so they brought it back. In the middle of the session, you see Mark run out with a brick, <laughs> and they pull, they pull the kick drum back, and he sets the brick in the middle of the, of the kit. Uh, so it doesn't sl- And it kept sliding, of course. Um, but, yeah, dude, check that out. Because fucking pagan yeah, athletes, that slay. pagan athletes. That's cool. That was one of their best performances as well, uh, particularly because it was in such a strange environment. So rad. A little fucking cubicle space, you know, with fucking <laughs> white lighting or just you know flat lighting <laughs> across the ceiling. It's great. I want you to tell me about High Tide, your guys' most recent single that's out. High Tide is a song that's been around for so long oh. that. It doesn't even register as one of our songs for me. We've been really? sitting on it for that long. Well, stop so sitting on stuff. Maybe that's a sign you can't. I can't just put out every song ever, always. <laughs> True. True. Can't How long has it been market. written? Yeah. It had to have been at least three or four years. Whoa. And you just now put it out? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. I love the art for it. Connor Brandt. Connor, Connor Brandt, Brandt original. You guys seem like you have a talented group, and I'm really excited to see what else you guys come up with and what you guys keep doing. Me I too. think that if you guys keep up on your awesome, hilarious social media work, and if you keep doing what you're doing with the style and the music, obviously, like you guys have got a good shot. Like, I don't know what it is. I just have a feeling like you guys are going to do good. Yeah. Okay. So we do a segment where we ask what's running through your iPod Nano. Or shuffle, either one. What are you listening to at the moment? Wh- what is some of your favorite shit? What What are you vibing with? Tough question. This is gonna sound so conceited, but a lot of the time I just listen to our own stuff. Not because I'm in love with it. Sometimes because I'm in love with it, but because I'm like just like obsessing. I obsess over our stuff. Like, how could this little section here be improved? But aside from our own stuff, all of our unreleased demos and stuff over the last four years, um, there's a cool band called Ignite Benches that I've been listening to a lot. They're from Cali. I think they're all – actually, it's just one guy now. I think he's like 18. But they started off as like just a hardcore sh- strokes and early Arctic Monkeys ripoff. <laughs> but like he's really stepped up his game to like something pretty transcendent lately in the yeah. production. Like on the last three singles or so, it's just like unreal. Ignant Benches. Ignant Benches. I feel That's like tight. I've heard That's one a great of band. Singles. They have. I discovered them from a little cover of Cotton Eye Joe. What the fuck? He made it so cool. He's like crooning in it, and it's it's <laughs> sexy. Cotton Eye Joe. I'm imagining me in the shower. What? What? How's it? How's it going? <laughs> if it hadn't been for Cotton, Cotton Eye Joe, <laughs> I'd have been married a long, long time, time ago. ago. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> I love it. Oh, shit. Amazing. Cool. Well, anything you want to plug? Anything. Artists. Uh, I can't think of anything else. Cool shit. <laughs> plug stuff. Hair gel. Denim. 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 <laughs> Always plug denim. Wear it. Keeping us comfortable. All since. the denim. <laughs> 1700s how long is that <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> i'm not even gonna oh guess my God. a long time we'll not the say 1700s that. let's say they had pants before the 1900s no yeah they nope. were wearing pants nope. what was that made of no pants well, just I, cotton i can tell <laughs> you that levi invented the rivets that go in the jeans to hold everything together like i know stitching no no like rivets like um like these dealies Ooh. Like the, the, the little tiny dots of metal at the corners of the pockets. I still don't know what those do. They they make it so they last longer. But my problem is I always get holes in the crotch. That's interesting. I've never torn a pair of pants. I've watched a lot of people tear their You're pants. You're doing a lot of stretching? Oh. So <laughs> in your jeans? <laughs> He's just got a lot of friction going on. It's a lot of friction. The, the, That's what the it is. jeans now that are like slightly elastic. Those won't rip. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Stretchy. Yeah. This, got, this got some give. Okay. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> buy denim. Stream the real Zebos if you want. Whatever. Stream the real Zebos and you will be hearing more from them if you follow their social media because That's they're very right. Active. If you follow us on TikTok, uh, if you're an older gay gentleman, <laughs> you're going to see a lot of stuff that you like. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, with that, it was great having you, George. Thank you guys so much for having me. This was fun. Yeah, of course.